It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Today is Sunday, May 30th, 2021. On this day in 2005, high school teenager Natalie Holloway vanished while on a graduation trip in Aruba. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this killer's crimes, listener discretion is advised. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the disappearance of 18-year-old high school graduate Natalie Holloway. She never returned to her Aruba hotel room after a night of dancing and drinking at Carlos and Charlie's nightclub. Her friends last saw her jetting off in a gray Honda with a group of young men. Let's go back to Oranjestad, Aruba on Monday, May 30th, 2005. Eighteen-year-old Natalie Holloway had a 4.0 GPA. She'd worked hard throughout her high school career, and her parents wanted to celebrate her efforts. So when she asked if she could join her high school classmates in Aruba for the graduating class trip, her folks felt she'd earned it. The Alabama teen flew to Aruba a few days before May 30th. She and her friends spent their days sunning on the white sand beaches. At night, they went dancing and drinking at Aruba's electric nightclubs. There shouldn't have been much reason to worry about safety. 124 classmates joined Natalie, and seven adult chaperones led the trip. They all checked into the Holiday Inn Resort on the southern coast of the island. Because she'd worked so hard over the last four years, Natalie needed to let off some steam. According to her schoolmates, every morning she'd wake up and hit the bar. By noon each day, she was drunk. The students' behavior was so out of hand that the Holiday Inn told the chaperones that the school wouldn't be allowed back the following year. On the last night of the trip, Natalie hooked up with some new friends she'd made on the island. One was a 17-year-old Dutch student at the island's international school named Joran van der Sloot. Joran and his pals lived about 15 minutes from the Holiday Inn in the nearby village of Nord. Late in the evening, after some heavy flirting with Natalie and her girlfriends, Joran took the girls to Carlos and Charlie's, a busy club downtown. Together, he and Natalie danced and drank. They did jello shooters with Joran slurping them off Natalie's stomach. Then he bought her a few shots of 151-proof rum. When the bar was closed at one in the morning, Natalie decided not to head back to the hotel with her schoolmates. Instead, she hopped in a car with Joran and his friends, the Kalpo brothers. Along with 21-year-old Deepak and 18-year-old Satish, Joran dropped Natalie back off at her hotel and went on their way, or so they claimed. 
All the partying and extravagance came to an end in the early hours of the following morning. Bedheaded and groggy, Natalie's friends filed onto the bus back to the airport. But before taking off, they told the chaperones that Natalie had never come back to her room the previous night. The adults raced back to the hotel to find Natalie's passport and purple duffel bag. She hadn't packed and was nowhere to be seen. The school chaperones hoped she would somehow find her way to the airport, but when she missed her plane, her mom and stepdad immediately booked a flight to Aruba. By the time they arrived, a civilian search was well underway. Natalie hadn't been missing long enough to organize an official probe with local authorities. Still, hundreds of civil servants, tourists, and Dutch Marines scoured the island for the missing teen. They hunted by land and sea for her, combing the coastlines and local waters. Natalie's parents questioned the staff at the Holiday Inn and Carlos and Charlie's. Eventually, they were directed to Joran's apartment in Nord. There, authorities collected DNA samples from the Calpo brothers' car. Finally, Beth Holloway met Joran van der Sloot face to face. The boy admitted he danced and drank with Natalie. He said she joined him to visit a nearby lighthouse and see sharks. On the way there, Natalie and Joran made out, but she was so intoxicated, he said, she kept falling asleep. After some drunken stargazing, they dropped her back off at her hotel. He even took the girl's family back to the Holiday Inn to single out the security guard he said took Natalie inside. But when they got there, the guard was nowhere to be found. Back at the hotel, Beth took out a picture of Natalie. She pressed it against Joran's chest and pleaded with him to help her find her little girl. In response, the boy straightened his posture and asked Beth what she wanted from him. He never offered sympathy. He never said he was sorry. There were just no leads, no good evidence, and things remained as such for a long time, but Natalie's mother refused to give up. By June 5th, local police had taken their first suspects into custody. They detained a few local security guards, a party boat DJ, and even Joran van der Sloot's father, but all of them proved to be false leads. Finally, authorities detained 17-year-old Joran and the Calpo brothers. The boys changed their story in custody, this time saying they left the girl on the beach to walk home. About a month later, a new clue came in. A hotel groundskeeper said he witnessed Joran and the Calpos digging next to a Marriott hotel in the wee hours. Perhaps the Holloways were finally onto something. Coming up, a witness implicates Joran van der Sloot. The internet. What would we do without it? So much information, so little time. And yet, with all the answers available online, there still lie scores of deep, dark, spooky secrets. Mysteries yet to be solved until now. This isn't clickbait. This is our exclusive new podcast, Internet Urban Legends. I'm Loie, your evidence expert. And I'm Eleanor, the self-proclaimed skeptic. Together, we're the gruesome twosome, sleuths in search of the weirdest stories on the web. 
Every Tuesday, we investigate the internet's creepiest conundrums, covering each conspiracy theory and combing through every clue to separate hoax from haunt. Whether it's the video sure to make you lose your appetite, blank room soup, or every kid's worst nightmare, the terrifying truth behind Disney's deaths, or every parent's worst nightmare, social media's Momo challenge. Each episode of Internet Urban Legends is chock full of disturbing details which are either truly demented or ripe for debunking. And no matter our conclusion, we're sure to be left scared half to death. So won't you join us? Follow our new Spotify original from Parcast, Internet Urban Legends. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify. Now back to the story. On May 30th, 2005, 18-year-old Natalie Holloway went missing in Aruba. Local investigators tried to unearth clues about what happened, but had no reliable witnesses. But detectives kept at it, noting that Joran van der Sloot, possibly the last person to see Natalie alive, had a story that kept changing. Unfortunately, years went by with little progress in the investigation. But on May 10, 2010, Joran claimed to have new information. He wanted to meet with the Holloway's lawyer for a fee. The lawyer agreed to meet up. 23-year-old Joran accepted $10,000 cash from the attorney, then led him to a house where he claimed his father buried Natalie in the foundation. The lawyer paid Yoran another $15,000. With his earnings, Yoran jetted off to a poker tournament in Peru. Later, he'd be indicted in the United States for extortion and wire fraud. From Lima, Yoran contacted the Holloways again to reveal he'd been lying. He just wanted their money. Soon afterward, the five-year anniversary of Natalie's disappearance rolled around. As if out of a movie, on May 30, 2010, Joran van der Sloot killed 21-year-old Stephanie Flores in his hotel room in Peru. Then he fled the country to Chile. But it didn't take long for authorities to find him. He was taken back to Peru and detained in Lima's Castro Castro Prison, a high-security national penitentiary institute. Within days, he confessed. Two years later, on January 12, 2012, with no indication that Natalie is still alive, the Holloways petitioned to declare their daughter officially dead. The next day, Joran van der Sloot was sentenced to 28 years behind bars for the murder of Stephanie Flores. Tragically, the authorities still don't have a definite answer about what happened to Natalie Holloway. Natalie's family have done their best to move on, but 16 years is a long time to go without answers. Beth Holloway's life changed in an instant when her daughter disappeared. She spent the next decade and a half fighting to find out what occurred that summer night in Aruba. Without a concrete story, she processes her grief through activism. Beth Holloway co-founded the Natalie Holloway Resource Center. Her mission has become to help other families deal with the agony that comes with missing their loved ones. 
Of course, Natalie's mother still holds out hope that someday she'll have the whole story. Till then, she honors her daughter by speaking to students about safety, even in the most celebratory moments, especially during those times. Vigilance is key. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by John Levinson, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 